Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I want to encourage you to live in the presence of God all the days of your life, in the tangible presence of God, like King David, like Paul, like Jesus. Amen? We need to be hungry. Let's believe that the Word of God will speak to you today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord, for your Word. We honor your Word. We love your Word, and we want your Word to transform our mind and your Spirit to change our spirit, Lord. We thank you today that you will speak to your children in this house. You are our Father, and this is your family. You are Lord, the good Father, teach your children today, Father, and make us grow, make us become strong, Father, become mature like Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you missed last Sunday, I would like to encourage all of you to get the CD or the MP3 from the CD table, because that was the first part of this teaching, and I will continue, and hopefully, I will finish today, the teaching about our vision. To build the house of God or the family of God, and I mentioned last Sunday that how God called me to start this church. I gave a little bit of background how this church came into this city. It was not birthed by man's idea, but by God's calling. And we were talking about the church as a family. In fact, interestingly, Christianity is the only faith that call our God the Father. No other religions in the world call their God Father. God is our Father. It means that God is a family man. He is a Father, and because he's a family man, no, I call family man, but you know that he's not man. He's God. He is like a family man. He is the Father, and we are his children. So he set up many families on earth here in different cities and different towns. That is called the church. The church is God's family. He is our ultimate father, and He appoints and anoints somebody to be the father of that house. So the church is not a business organization that try to make money. The church is not the place that we just come in to get entertainment from the stage, but the church is the place of a family where the father look after the children. And we need to look at the church as a family, and if we can apply the same principle of how the church can run to the family, you're going to have a successful family. Amen. Yesterday, I have a discipleship group in my house at night, and we were talking about shepherd and the family. And I told all of them that came to my house last night that I would never. Give up my family. I am Pastor Da for this church. My relationship with Pastor Da as a family is more important than my relationship with you. Because if my family is broken, it's meaningless to have this church. Because I have to build my natural family too. So I will take my family before the church. Definitely, we both serve God together. Amen. So I really value the family life. The Bible says that there are many teachers, but you have only one father. So it means that when you go to church, you're not looking for a great preacher. 
great teacher because so many people can teach very well and preach very well, but you are looking for a father, a man or a woman who were anointed by God to be your spiritual father. The church need to have spiritual father. Amen. So I'm going to run this church as a family, not as an organization, not as a place of kind of business. You know, building big business franchise and make money. No, this is a family. Last time we learned that in the family we need commitment, we need to train children, and we need to have responsibility in the family. The kids, the wife, the husband, everyone need to take some responsibility. So, if you become a member of the church, you should take some responsibility. You should discover your gifts, your talent, and give your money, your time, your talent, and your gift. You give to take some responsibility in the church. Can be little one, can be big one, can be unseen one or seen one. All the people in our worship team. Are not paid. We don't hire worship team in here. We don't hire professional musician to come here, because they are the family. They are the member of the family. They are not here because they get paid. They are here because they love you and they love this family. They take responsibility to lead you to worship. It's an unpaid job, and also it's a seen responsibility. But at the same time, so many people take responsibility that are not seen behind the. Curtain that you don't even see. That's okay because the Bible says in Hebrew chapter six verse ten. I like this scripture so much. It encouraged me. God is not just. He will not forget your work. Man may not see your work. Man may forget your work. But God will not forget your work and the love you have shown Him. How do you show love to Jesus? How do you show love to God the Father as you help people? And continue to help them. I want to encourage you, as you take responsibility in this church. Man may not see, man may not reward you, but God see, and God will reward you. As you continue to help your pastor, your friends, your brother and sister in the church, even pick up one chair during the service, God see it. God make a record. Every one of us should take some responsibility in the church. That's what I ended last Sunday. Today we will continue about the family as a church, and the principle that I talk today can be applied to both the natural family and the spiritual family because it's parable together. In the family, there must be close relationship, and there must be unity. I do my best to build close relationship with. My wife and my children and my grandchildren. A family is not a family if they never talk to each other. They never spend time with one another. Family is the place of close relationship. So the church, in the same way, we need to have close relationship among the brother and sisters. We need to spend time. We need to we call fellowship. Spend time together and. Get to know each other very well. We get to know each other' weaknesses and strength, but we don't focus on the weaknesses. We focus on the strength. The Lord told me this. The Lord teach me as a father of this house that when I see people weaknesses, I don't condemn them and I don't talk about them. But I have faith that by the power of God, that weakness would turn to be strength by the power of God. 
And that's how I apply this principle to my family, to my wife, and my kids and my grandchildren. When I see their weaknesses, I don't condemn. I don't try to focus on the weaknesses, but I will focus on the power of God and have faith that God can change them and turn them around to be a better person. There is a family that you need to know each other and have unity in the family. Can you imagine somebody say that I buy you a car and bring pieces of doors and engine and carburetor to you, never put together in order? You cannot drive that car. The same thing with the family. We need to connect to each other in unity, to work together as a team with good relationship. The Bible compared the church as a body. The body has different organ and part, and each of us is an organ of the body. Some of you may be finger. Some of you may be a nose. Some of you may be a liver and pancreas. Some organs are visible, and some organ are not visible. But each organ need to connect to another organ. The finger must be connected to the hand. If the finger connect to the nose, it look weird. How many people want your finger to be on your nose like this? You don't want to. You want your finger to be on your hand, and then that finger will have close relationship with the hand and work together as a team. If a Christian wants to disconnect from the church, if a Christian come to church every Sunday but don't want to have any relationship with anyone, after two hours of service they just disappear out of the door, go home and watch football game. And thank you so much for giving up Seahawk game today to come today. <clears throat> I know for some of you, it's a big sacrifice <laughs> to come to church on to this Sunday. Otherwise, that finger gonna die. That finger need to connect to the hand, and the hand connect to the arm. The arm connect to the body. In the same way, we all need to be connected to a group of people in the church. We need to have close friends, close brothers and sisters. We need to get involved. How we connect. We connect by spending time, fellowship. That's why our church has we call care groups in different homes and different places in the city, so that you can set aside your time once a week to be there to connect, to know your brother and sister in that group. The hand cannot connect to the feet. The hand connect to the arm. So you gonna be closer to certain people in the church. Than another group of people, but overall the whole body connect together. The whole body, all the organs will connect together in unity. I'm closer to certain people in the church than another group of people because I go to one care group, and sometimes I visit certain care group to get to know more people. We get to know each other not only through care group but through ministry. For example, the Newsletter ministry. They have a group of people that work together all year long. The worship ministry. They connected together. They get to know each other. They spend time every Saturday to practice worship. Some of us may be in the ministry called Connect Ministry or Welcoming Ministry. Some of us may be in the ministry of evangelism or other ministry that you spend time and get to know each other. I want to encourage all of you not to be A loner Christian, or just stay by yourself. Come in, never, never know anybody, never know anyone's name, and walk in and hurry to walk out every Sunday. That is not the healthy Christian life. 
We need to connect to the church. We need to have close friends. We need to build relationship and be in unity together. The Lord from heaven looked from heaven and say, "I'm so happy. My kids love one another. My kids have good relationship. He's gonna be happy. He will not be happy if he see that all of us quarrel, gossip, fight each other, strive, and divide into groups and group and groups. No, we are not here to build cliques. We're here to build unity and love. If you look at the Bible, you can see that the early church is a good model to us. In Acts chapter two, verses forty-four and forty-six, listen carefully. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Is that the picture of relationship and spend time together and unity every day? Wow, every day. We just only Sunday and sometimes Saturday and sometimes care group night. But they every day they continue to meet together in the temple court. They broke bread in their homes. They have home groups. They have care groups, and eat together. Wow, we follow them. We have lunch every other Sunday. They eat together, and we eat together in the care group. They eat together in the lady care group. Sometimes I want to visit the lady care group. I heard that there's a lot of good food there. Amen. <laughs> they eat together. With glad, they smile. They come to care group with smile and happiness and joy and sincere or genuine hearts. So this is a picture of the relationship and unity in the church. They love each other so much to the point that the Bible say in Acts chapter four verse thirty two, all the believers. The Bible did not say just some believers. The Bible says all the believers were one in heart and mind. So much unity. No one claims that any of his possessions was his own, but they share everything they had. Oh, they love each other so much that they will help each other financially, materially, time. Wow, what a wonderful example for us that we need to build that kind of church of loving family. I believe that more people in America will see positive thing about Christianity if we see that kind of church. I'm so sad that many people misunderstand Christianity as a money-making business. Come in and sell stuff, give me money, offering money to me, and money, 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 making money, and become like a business. And that is so sad. Actually, Christianity is not about business. It's about a family. It's about love, and I want to build that kind of church in America. That many people who misunderstand the church, the Lord Jesus Christ will see this is a real Christianity. This is a biblical way, not man's way. Amen. How many people want to build that kind of church? That people will see the reality of Jesus Christ, the loving Father. Not only that the church should be a family that will have close relationship and unity, but the church. Should be a place of good example. The family has dad and mom, kids, grandkids. They mingle together. They spend time together, and it's so important for the mom and the dad to set good example to their children. Do you know that you learn by example? Your actions speak louder than your words. Example is so important. I want to encourage all of you who are parents in this room. 
Yes, thank God for the children program. Thank God for the youth program. But they spend time with the children program and youth program only one hour a week or two hours a week. But they see you more. They see you day and night, Monday to Saturday. They see you all the time. So actually, the best children program is not the church program; is you. The most important thing is to make the parents in this church strong, because if you are a strong believer and you set good example to your children, how you relate to each other, how you talk, how you relate to brother and sister in the church, they watch you, and they will learn example from you, and they will grow and become strong believer. They learn from the parents more than anyone else. So I want to encourage all of you: everything you say, everything you do in your house, remember this: somebody is watching, somebody is looking at you, and they're gonna learn from you. Amen. If you complain a lot, they're gonna grow up complain a lot. If you are generous, they're gonna grow up being generous. If you are very positive, very joyful, happy, they're gonna be joyful and happy people. They follow your example. Amen. That's why you have to grow up. Everyone need to grow up to be example. Husband should be example to your wife. Wife should be good example to your husband. Parent should be good example to the kids in the house. We need to set good example. Everything we say, everything we do, we need to watch carefully because somebody gonna follow our example. In the same way, in the church. Older believers need to set good example to the younger believers. Colossians chapter three verse twenty: Children, obey your parents in everything, for this please the Lord. You're talking about obedience, but the parents need to set good example to the children. How about in the church? The leaders, the older believers, should set good example to the younger believers. First Peter chapter five verses two to three: Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not greedy for money, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. They need to see example in the church, and I need to be example to the kids in this church. And I work hard. I'm a good husband, good doctor. I need to set good example. Amen. That's my determination. But I'm gonna raise the standard of the kids in this house to be a godly man and godly woman, godly husband and godly wife in the future. Amen. That's our standard in this church. We need to set good example. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter five verses twelve to thirteen. Now we ask you, brother, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Hebrew chapter thirteen verse seventeen. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. You can see both sides of the picture here in the family. The parents 
or the pastor and teachers and leaders of the church must live a higher standard to set good example to the members. At the same time, the members should follow good example and submit and obey. Follow good example in the church. My wife, I noticed that every when they have uh, the lady care group at our house on Thursday morning, I noticed that she have to go to bed around 1 a.m. The reason because she clean up the whole house, getting ready for the care group next day. And I know one of the reasons she clean up her house because she want to set good example to all the ladies that came to the house, that the house should not be messy. It should be clean and in order. She need to set good example to the woman in the church, and I need to set good example to the man in the church. If you notice one thing, I never get closer to any woman in this house. I never try to touch the body of the woman and and take advantage. You know why? I want to set good example to all the men in the church that in this house, the husband need to be holy and not take advantage of woman. I don't want any adultery. Divorce in this house. I want to keep it pure. Family must be solid. No flirting around. No flirting with another woman in the church of God. Amen. It has to start from the top. So we need to set good example. Amen. Praise the Lord. Everyone say example. example. Number six. The sixth characteristic of the family of God is financial support. First Timothy chapter six verse ten say. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The Bible says that we should not love money. But listen carefully in Second Thessalonians chapter three verse ten: If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Look at Proverbs chapter twenty-eight verse nineteen. He who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies or the one who are lazy, do nothing, will have his fill of poverty. The Bible is so balanced about finances. The Bible talk about you should not love money, you should not be craving for money, you should not have money as your god. God is your god, but at the same time, if you lazy, you don't work, you don't eat. And don't blame other people why they don't give money to you. This is the principle in the house. The husband and wife, or maybe some of you wife stay home taking care of the kids. The husband go out to work. Husband have to work hard to earn the living for the family. But maybe some of the family, the wife make more money because she is more highly educated. Make more money. The husband stay home to take care of the kids. Whatever the best for the family. I know one couple, my patient. The husband take care of the kids because he is not educated. But the wife is a one of the big manager in Microsoft company. She make much more money than him. So eventually, the husband say, "I rather stay home, take care of the kids, and you work." That's okay if they can agree with that. I'm not pro woman or man, but somebody have to work. Somebody need to earn income into the family. Cannot be just lazy, waiting for the paycheck from the government. Amen. We need to work hard, and the same thing in the local church. Somebody need to bring money into the local church so that the church can function. Who gonna pay the electric bill? We need to pay for the heater. We need to pay for the cleaning of the carpet. How many people drive into the drive-through of McDonald? 
and say Big Mac and Big Coke and ice cream. And after two minutes, it come out as a box: Big Mac, Big Coke, ice cream. And you drive out without pay. You think McDonald can send the police to catch you? Yes. You pay for your food. You don't walk into the restaurant, eat all kind of food, even the movie called Home Alone. That boy that stuck in the hotel in New York, after he eat all the food in that hotel, the the dad still have to pay. The big bill in that hotel. I saw the movie. The big bill, long bill, because he ordered all the ice cream and all the goodies in that trip. So you have to pay. The same thing when you come to church. We need to help each other take responsibility for the financial expenses of the church. All the bill that we have to pay here, all the construction. That's why God wants us to be involved in financial support to the church. Amen. Pastor Dan and I, we are happy every time we write a check to give to the church because we want to support this family. Amen. This is my family, so I want to pay into this family, not just my family, just with Pastor Dan and my kids. I go out, earn the income to pay for my natural family and to support my spiritual family. God gives us principle in Malachi chapter three, verse ten. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Storehouse means the church, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. God challenge you. Test me. Do this. Say the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. God. Promises in the Bible that if we are faithful in financially supporting the church by paying tithe, ten percent of our income, He promised that He will g o i n g to open the floodgate of heaven and pour out the blessing upon us. If you continue to read the Bible, He also say He's g o i n g to rebuke the devourer. In other words, He will not only bless you financially, but He's g o i n g to stop. The demon of cancer to, from attacking you, the demon of heart attack to attack you, the demons of the devourer, the demon that break the family apart. There are demons out there that try to devour, try to kill the family. If you are faithful tither, you give ten percent to the church. God gonna protect you from all this attack of the enemy. But if you steal from God, ten percent belong to God, not belong to you. If you Steal ten percent from God, then you open the door. Amen. I heard that my tax bracket go up this year. I hardly smile because I have to pay more taxes. But you know, I'm not going to complain because I need to support this country. So if you're going to tax me, I'm going to pay my taxes hundred percent. I'm not going to cheat taxes. I want to be a good Christian. You see my point? I'm not going to play around to cheat taxes in this nation because they still need money to build the road. We need the money to do stuff in this country. Somebody have to pay. I'm willing to pay. I want to be a blessing because the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So as a good Christian, I'm not going to complain about paying taxes. I'm not going to complain about giving tithe to the church. I'm not going to complain about buying nice gift for my wife. I just bought a nice gift for her birthday. Her birthday is next week. So I bought a very nice gift to her, 
And my daughter say, when he put out that credit card, I don't see that you shake or have a pale face. It's a lot. Because I'm happy. My wife deserves it. She's a good woman. She takes care of me. She needs to get the best. Amen? One way to show love is to give. If you love God, you give to God. Wherever your heart is, that's where your money is. I love my wife. I don't care. You want that house? Go for it. You want that car? Go for it. I can afford. Amen? Definitely the wife should not ask for anything more than what your husband makes. That will be in trouble. You need to be balanced. <laughs> if your husband makes only 2000 a month, you should not ask for a one million home. That is impossible. He cannot do it. Amen? So, to the level of your financial income. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. How many people want God to bless you? Amen. Number seven, seven principles of a family. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 say, Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits of all your crops. Honor the Lord with your wealth. God gives you wealth and money and material to do good things for Him. Romans chapter 12, I'm going to read the scripture and explain to you. Romans chapter 12, verse 13, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. The family of God and the natural family should have the same principle. The family should not be selfish, making money and keep it for my own joy and my own happiness. We should use our material and money to show hospitality, to show love to people who are in need. People may be in need. You help them financially. You open your home to show hospitality, bring people in. Some of you who are sitting here right now, because at that time you were student in America, and I and Pastor Da opened our home to feed you dinner. Some of you are still sitting here. And we shared the gospel with you, and you were saved 20 years ago. We open our home, we cook food, feed the people, and share the love of God, and share the gospel. We need to learn how to open our home to show hospitality to people. Share our toy with another kids in another home. We need to learn how to bless people with what we have. The church should not be selfish group of people that come just to socialize, but we need to think about people out there who need help. Go out and help some widows who are in trouble during the Christmas time, Thanksgiving time. We should think about another family in the church that just come in and are lacking, and we help them. Amen? Our church always help people who are in need here, but definitely we need to check, make sure that they're really in need, not just try to come and take advantage of the church. We love to help and show hospitality. When people come in, the guests walk into the church on Sunday, our members should show hospitality, give them the best seat. When we have lunch, we get lunch for them and sit here, I'm going to take lunch for you. They want to find the restroom, we show them the restroom. We should show hospitality to the guests on Sunday, not just click up together, has a click and we just talk among us, the Chinese, the Korean, the Thai, the American. And when an Indian walk in, no one talk to that Indian man because we all like a click talking to each other and don't care about the guests who walk in. 
we should show hospitality to the stranger. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2, Do not forget to entertain strangers. For by so doing, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. God may send an angel here. And you're going to ignore that person or you're going to entertain and show love and welcome in to have dinner and lunch with you. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25 verse 40, the king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. We need to learn how to show hospitality and show love to new members, new guests, people who are stranger to you, open your home, welcoming people on Sunday, welcoming, we invite people to come to the care group, show love to them. And not only that, we should help other churches that get into trouble. We should be generous to other churches. Do you know why we don't sell our teaching? We give to all the churches because we want to show love to those churches. We don't want to make money out of those churches. We just give. When all those churches have need, we just send to them. We bless them financially. We want to be the giver. You know, the father heart is not to take. I never want to take anything from my kids. I want just to give them and bless them. Definitely, if they love me, one day when I get older, they will take care of me. But the heart of the Father is to give. The Father in heaven wants to give to us. The same thing we should give to people. Bless people. Amen? You may say, I have a small apartment. Yes, a small apartment you can open and feed somebody. Invite somebody who are lonely. Maybe during the Thanksgiving time, some of people here have no family. Maybe their mom is in, their dad is in another country. They are students, foreign students from another country. Everyone else has family to have dinner together. Or maybe somebody is a widow. They have no one to eat dinner with. What you do? You invite those people into your home during the Christmas and Thanksgiving time. You will show love to those people. Amen? If you notice in the, our church, even though we care about husband and wife relationship so much, and we really want to build a family, but you notice I don't just focus on I and my wife. Husband and wife. We're going to be husband and wife. Because I want to emphasize family. We need to include people in, not just I and her alone. Yes, I need to have time sometime with my wife. But if that only I and my wife is a selfish attitude, we need to include people into our life, love them, show love to them, entertain them, show hospitality to them, include people into your family. Amen? That should be the lifestyle of the local church. And when you do that, you preach the gospel, people will listen to the gospel after you earn the right to speak. If you're mean, you're selfish, you're the taker, and you try to share about Jesus, no one listens to you. But you're a giver. You show hospitality. You love your neighbors. You bring gifts to your neighbors. And when you share the gospel, they listen. Our church should reach out with the gospel by showing love, by doing good to people, and then a lot of people will come into the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony of all nations, and then the end 
will come. How do we know when Jesus is coming back? Very simple: when the gospel is preached all over the world. Let us show love to outsiders. Let's show love to people who don't belong to this church, to our neighbors, to our guests that come to church, and tell them the love of Jesus, and they will hear the gospel, and Jesus will come back. I know that all of these things, seven things that I mentioned to you, is very difficult to do as human being. That's why the Bible says in Acts chapter one verse eight, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and in the ends of the earth." You cannot do all these seven things with your own strength. You need the power of God. That's why God sent the Holy Spirit to fill us, so that we can have unity, relationship, love, hospitality, commitment, being good example to one another, and train people. We do it by the power of God. It's not by might, nor by man's power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Let us become that this kind of church. Seven things that we talk today. Let us apply these principles in our own home, our natural family. Let us apply this principle in this spiritual family, and let the Lord receive the glory from us. Let America know the real Christianity that is mentioned in the Bible. Amen. Let them see the love of God in this house, and when people come in, they will say that, "Wow." Jesus is good. Christianity is good. Now we want to turn away from all those religion and come into the house of God. Amen. Let's give the mighty hand of praises to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people say I will practice what I learned in these two teachings? How many people say I will practice? How many people say that God will empower me to do that? Raise your hand up. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There is nothing better than to be the kind of Christian that practice what the Bible say. Amen. Let's become the real Christian. Practice what the Bible say. Not just have a head knowledge, but do what He say. Do you know how do you show love to Jesus? How do you know that a Christian loves Jesus? Very simple. Those who obey His commandments. If you love Jesus, you obey His commandments. And the Bible contains His commandments. What we talk today are the commandments of God regarding the church life. Let's do all these things that we learn. Let's open our home. Let's commit to each other. Let's build relationship. Go to care group. Get to know one another. Love one another. Build unity. Support the church financially. Let's do that together in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your children in this house the principles of God. Lord, we thank you for the Bible that we can use as our standard. Lord, this church wants to build the family of God in the way you are pleased with, Lord. We want to glorify your name, Father, because we love you so much. We want to build the right kind of family in Seattle and all over the world. Help us, Lord, to put these teachings into practice, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father. 
Help us to be able to obey what you tell us in the Bible here. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Is anyone in this room not a Christian yet? Not knowing Jesus Christ, and I want to encourage you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Come back home to have a father. Some of you may think that you are Christian, but you have not walked with Jesus yet. I want to want to encourage you to walk with God. If you want to do that, why don't you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, confess that from today on you're going to walk with Jesus. Amen. How many people want to do that? Want to? Say, I believe in Jesus and I want to walk with Him. Why don't you pray with me, Father in heaven? I give my life to Jesus. I want to walk with Him. I want to become Your child, Your son or daughter. Lord, from today on, I will serve You. I repent of my sin and follow You. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit, so that I can serve you effectively, and I can walk a holy life. Bless me, Lord. Use me to build your church. Use me to be a part of the church, Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'd like to pray first for those who are husband and wife. I'd like to pray for your family. If you are married, I'd like to pray for married people. Amen. If your wife or husband is not here, that's okay. You can come out. I'd like to pray that God will build your family. Bless your family. Come out, those who are married, come out here first, and I will pray for the single later on. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To a m all gathered in your name, I live to. You.